Hello, welcome to the Growth Jazz podcast. I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application and welcome to my 2024 ins and outs. I really like this trend. I like watching TikToks of this trend, um, whether it's like people's personal ins and outs or kind of like fashion ins and outs or whatever. So I thought I'd do a fitness ins and outs. And this is all, well, some of it's gonna, some of it might be kind of relatively lighthearted. Some of it is a bit more kind of serious and looking at kind of maybe fitnessy trends and what seems to be in and what seems to be out as well. Some of it is my opinion, but I thought it was quite a fun trend, even though we are, you know, working towards the end of January. I thought, you know, it still counts. It's still the first month of the year. So let us begin. If you don't know what ins and outs, the ins and outs trend is, it's just basically saying what's in this year and what's out this year. It's very straightforward, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll pick it up as we go. Okay, let's start with outs. My first out is worrying more about the burn than adding weight or reps. And that is one thing that I think holds so many, particularly women, um, because we are a bit more cautious and careful with the weights we choose and maybe a bit more anxious and that kind of thing. But people fixate so much on feeling my glutes in this RDL or feeling my lats in this row that they never actually load any significant you know, weight on the bar um, or push themselves in terms of the reps and it massively holds them back and the more I can help people understand that sensation and burn is just like one tiny part of the puzzle and there will be exercises or muscle lengths or positions where you don't get that quote quote feel but it doesn't mean the muscle isn't working the more I can help people understand that the better um, because you could stand up now and you could squeeze your bum cheeks as hard as possible and that would burn and you'd feel that but are you growing any muscle from doing it no and then you could sit on a leg press and you could load it up and you could push really hard work really hard and you might not think that you felt your glutes or bum at all but you would have created a massive stimulus for growth because you are training them so I really wish this year we can focus on understanding what a muscle does, training the muscle through those actions and functions and ranges of motion and recognise if my skeleton, because remember our body is literally like a skeleton just dangling around and the things that get the skeleton to move, like the reason you can lift your arm up and move your neck and raise your leg is muscles contracting um and so you don't have to feel that happening all the time and you wouldn't be able to do a leg press or an rdl or whatever if your glutes weren't working because your hips wouldn't move in that way and so the more we can understand it's about getting in good positions good technique and challenging the muscle versus feeling the burn feeling that sensation i'm not saying burn and sensation have zero like correlation but they're just not they're not as important as we might think they are so that's my first out my next out is spending longer on your warm-up than you do on your actual training session i think maybe like part of this comes from there's you, know, you hear some people say oh, the warm-up is the most important part of your session which it's just like why no it's not and also maybe the idea that like 
if you do a really good warm-up, there's no chance of you getting injured. And there's like a little bit of truth in, obviously, if you go into exercise completely cold, you pick up a heavy weight, is that going to be more likely to cause injury? Yes, obviously. But all of the drills and core exercises and Stuart McGill's big three and whatever else you're doing in your warm-up, spending 20, 25, 30 minutes doing that and then 20 minutes lifting just is what is just is kind of crazy. Your warm-up needs to be 5, 10, 15 minutes tops, tops, tops. It should include some kind of pulse raiser. And if you cycle to the gym and you get to the gym like hot and ready to go, then cool, you don't even need to do that bit. But some kind of pulse raiser, so get on like the assault bike, get on the Stairmaster, do an incline walk for five-ish, ten minutes. If you um, have any particular rehab work you need to do because you've got an injury, if you have any particular aches, pains, bits of your body that feel tight that day, maybe you do some dynamic mobility specific to those issues and or if there's an exercise maybe you're like squatting and you personally need to do some hip and ankle mobility before you squat to help with your range of motion do those things but they're not essential they're just kind of if needed and then get into your working sets of your first exercise so put more emphasis on your work um your warm-up sets did i say working sets i meant warm-up sets don't jump straight into warm-up sets get into the warm-up set of your first exercise rather than spending a year warming up and two minutes actually training next out is thinking that doing a little bit of cardio is some somehow going to like automatically like any cardio automatically sabotages muscle growth and that's the like cardio kills your gains folks and you know it's it's honestly so sad when i get you know if i do a q a or whatever and someone's saying if i do 20 minutes of walking on the treadmill after i lift will that ruin my gains it's like no (laughs) please like walking is good for you cardiovascular work is so good for you if you go from lifting four days per week to lifting two days per week and running four days per week and you don't increase your nutrition to match that energy expenditure you lift less will that impact your muscle growth Yes, obviously, because you might put yourself into a calorie deficit, you might be doing too much to recover from, etc. etc. But like the body's really cool and robust, and we're made like we're meant to move and run and challenge the heart and that kind of thing. And so, doing some well programmed cardiovascular work in your training will not suddenly sabotage your muscle gain. And actually, it's going to be very good for you. You are going to be fitter. Your heart is going to be more healthy. You are going to be able to sustain yourself, you know, recover faster between your sets and you're not going to be puffed out from doing a set of split squats. Um, And, you know, stop saying that Bulgarian split squats are your cardio because they're not. (laughs) Okay, next one. Um, My next out is being embarrassed to film in the gym to check your form. And this one kind of comes with like an asterisk because I, it's a, I'm like a little bit torn on the whole. Like I've seen a few, I've seen a few TikToks. Oh, I keep talking about TikTok. Yeah, I like TikTok. Um, I've seen a few TikToks recently of people discussing whether we should be allowed to film film in gyms, and um, 
the fact that obviously people are coming to the gym to be in a like a space where they can feel comfortable and confident and train without worrying about being in some back of some influencers video and I'm so for that and I completely understand that myself I firstly go to a relatively influencer heavy gym in terms of quite a lot of people there are filming some people are there with like full-on camera setups um like there's people there filming like skits with like a team of people so like it's kind of normal in the gym I go to um but but of course there's loads of people who don't film and are just you know don't post anything online and I am very very cautious always to not post things with people in the background if I post something on my story and someone is in the background I will do my best to scribble them out or blur their face out because I think that's really important okay so that was a bit of a tangent but um if you are avoiding filming yourself to check your form so you know if you work with me and I'm your coach but you're too nervous to film or you know it's not just about sending clips to a coach you I can guarantee if you've never seen yourself lift you will record and you will film some of those exercises and look back on it and think I thought I was doing one thing and I'm just not that I really thought my body was in this position but it's just not and it's so helpful for you so what I'd say is for fear of someone note I guess the fear is someone's going to see that I'm filming they're going to think oh look she's filming herself I mean I'm not sure what else you know maybe they're going to judge me whatever that might be the fear for fear of that happening and a random stranger noticing for 0.5 seconds that you're filming and then going cool and moving on with their day you are losing out on so much value that you could get from being able to check your technique and review your training clips um and 90% of the time no one will even notice that you're filming and so like the large percent of the time that fear won't even come to fruition and then if it does someone will literally just notice and go "Mm, shrug shoulders cool like move on and they'll forget about it if you you know do it respectfully you can even just you know prop your phone up against your water bottle on the floor i promise you if you've not done it before it's going to help you so much okay next one um my next 2024 out is (laughs) cooling glutes dumpy juicy booty um uh, other any other like unnecessarily sexual variation i i just don't get it i think it's um i think it makes like women's training seem really superficial and sexual like for for no apparent reason so I just I wish we'd stop saying like build a juicy fat booty and blah 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 like can we just I just hate it that's all next um I've got two more um my next out is saying you know those posts and it's like I started doing this exercise and it snatched my waist sculpted my back made me live until I was 100 paid my bills blah blah, blah. you know like I know that that's hyperbolic but it, they do say like snatch your waist sculpted my back made my lower back pain disappear and all of this and it's like one random like reverse plank march thing and it's like it's just such you know 
clickbaity for the algorithm kind of content it's annoying it's misleading and i don't like them and the final one is obsessing over quote-unquote perfect technique i love good technique i love good form i love helping people be confident and lift well and lift looking pretty but there is a line and some people actually hold themselves back by trying to strive for this quote-unquote perfect technique that doesn't actually exist and it means that they, they never get anywhere close to failure because they're trying to move like a robot so good technique is this kind of spectrum and on the final rep if your positioning is a little bit different or you use a little bit of extra momentum on that final rep of your row or um you know on your final rep of the rdl like you get pulled into a little bit of flexion through the spine it's not the end of the world and actually like training variation makes your body resilient and strong and if you are trying to like do rows like like you're some kind of robot with like no movement you know like imagining someone doing a seated row and they're trying to stay like dead still through their upper body and just move through their arms and they're moving like some kind of robot well of course the weight is gonna have to be really light to do that versus someone who understands this kind of you know we can use a little bit of movement at the torso maybe my final rep i might like be it's, it's going to be a bit of a grind it's going to be a bit of a struggle it's going to be a bit quote unquote imperfect like that person is building way more muscle than the person trying to like do like robot technique so recognizing there's a spectrum really enjoying moving well and performing movements like they're actually going to target the the muscle intended but not stressing over being totally quote-unquote perfect or making your form like someone just like someone else's when their legs are a different length to you or their body's different to you or their mobility is different to you etc is a bit of a waste of time okay they're my outs um next ones are my ins and my first 2024 in is realizing that your body doesn't know if a food was weighed and tracked in an app or not tracking is such a good tool and it helps us learn so much about our nutrition and about caloric value and macronutrient value of different foods and that kind of thing but guess what you could have the exact same day of eating whether it was tracked or not and your body wouldn't know the difference and you get the exact same results so i think it's really important to be able to use tracking as a tool and i think it's also really important to have the self-trust to be able to have successful nutrition without the app and without the scales and that's why i work really hard with my clients on that and we have regular untracked days untrack meals and that kind of thing so they build that autonomy and the skill because I, I don't know about you when I'm 60 I mean I, I literally hardly ever track now but when I'm 60 I said certainly do not want to be tracking or even when I'm 40 or even now I don't really track at all anyway but I know in the future I don't want to be having to do that but I want to still have really good days of nutrition I want to make sure I'm still getting my protein and being in and around the right kind of energy intake and so you have to practice that and you have to be able to um use your brain and use your nutritional knowledge to have successful days of nutrition without the app and your body will not know either way okay my next in is doing fewer exercises but doing them really bloody well um 
I want to see these programs of eight different exercises, a hundred drop sets and loads of sets. Like it's so unnecessary and I understand why people program in that way and it's because doing a shit ton in a session makes you feel exhausted and makes you feel like you've worked hard but it's just not productive for muscle growth and unfortunately the fact of the matter is you could step inside the gym four or five times per week and you could do these sessions with crazy high volume loads of exercises but if the quality of the work you're doing i.e the intensity you're training at is not high enough you could build zero muscle because you've not given the body a reason to adapt you're just kind of tiring out doing loads of work like quote-unquote junk volume I guess so 2024 let's make that the year that you do less but do it really 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 well so in doing fewer exercises doing fewer sets but making them really productive and making them challenging enough to stimulate muscle growth my next in is focusing on movement patterns rather than machines and equipment what's better a smith machine glute bridge a a glute drive or a barbell glute bridge i i don't know and i don't care because look at the movement pattern take away the machine and look at what your body's doing that's what matters so which of those best allows you to perform hip extension where we kind of raise the hips we open up the angle and we get that nice the glutes contracted in that nice um, 180 degree angle from the kind of torso to your thighs which bit of equipment allows you to do that the best if they're all the same then it's going to be very very similar okay some some exercises are a bit more stable than others etc but can we start thinking about what the body is doing rather than oh this machine is you know this machine is better or the barbell is better or whatever we're training movement patterns so let's think about the movement pattern first what am i trying to do to the muscle the machine and that kind of thing that's secondary my next in is something i've been incorporating into my programming more and that is doing some sometimes not all the time but sometimes doing some isolations before compounds and i know you've been taught that compounds always come before isolations but actually you know as we learn and as we evolve and as we think more about kind of programming two reasons why this can be really useful firstly train we know that muscles fatigue first in their short or contracted or kind of squeezed position so it makes sense for actually us to train those positions earlier in a session for example doing a lateral raise at the beginning of a session we could fatigue the delt in its short position not have too much impact on other exercises where we train it in our lengthened position for example a shoulder press and we've got the most out of it in that short position same thing with maybe like doing a cable kickback before you do a um, RDL for example and the second reason is it can work as quite a nice kind of physical and mental warm-up so if you've got heavy 
shoulder press or a heavy RDL as your first exercise, for some people, they're not quite kind of switched on mentally and maybe physically they don't feel kind of at their best right from the get-go and so actually doing a kind of smaller isolation movement first helps warm up the joint helps get our head in the game you know continues to get blood moving and that kind of thing so that they're feeling tip-top to go into that next big compound exercise so that doing that is in and my final in and this is kind of like across something that's becoming um fashionable or popular you know and new in the fitness industry i guess is training with a slight kind of well some people a slight length and bias some people a very you know prominent length and bias but basically training muscles at longer muscle lengths as a as a priority some research is kind of coming out to show that training muscle in their stretched out position where it's lengthened um is going to get you as much growth as training the full range of motion would and so you might see it depends kind of what your social media you know who you've fill your social media with and what kind of content you consume but if you're following kind of more evidence-based kind of people you may see you know partial rep training being shown quite a lot so that might look like for some people it could be only doing the partial only doing the kind of lengthened range so it might be like a squat without coming all of the way up or it could be um like a a behind the back lateral raise just kind of working in that bottom half of the motion and for other people and quite a lot of how I'm using it is using a few more kind of integrated length and partials into kind of full range of motion reps so that might look like you know a 1.25 rep or a 1.5 rep like on a lateral raise I've been programming quite a lot of behind the back lateral raises with integrated length and partials so that would look like you know letting the arm come nice and behind the body so you get a big stretch and and lengthened on on the side delt you raise all of the way you come back to the start position and then you push the hand out and kind of come a quarter of the way up so we're increasing the amount of like length and work in a set but you're still doing um some full range of motion as well or it might be like a 1.25 split squat where you're doing that 0.25 that kind of pulse in the bottom stretched out position but um length and bias training is definitely in i think you know there's definitely further research to be done on it but it seems quite promising and i think you'll probably see more of that coming up in programming and that kind of thing again depending on who you follow and what content you consume but that's definitely in for 2024 so there are my ins and outs. Oh, shock, there was probably more outs um, because I think in the fitness world, there's often um, more misinformation and new stuff doesn't really, you know, like what works works. So that doesn't really change that much. But I'd love to hear if you've got any ins and outs, maybe things you're focusing on um, introducing or leaving behind in 2023 i'd love to hear about them um fitness or or otherwise because i I love i love ins and outs whatever the topic might be um but hopefully this was a bit of fun for this week um and maybe slightly um informative at the same time if you want to find out about working with me either one-to-one or in my group group training program i'll pop all the details below so you can have a look there i hope you have a great rest of your day and i'll speak to you again next week